begin after eight taps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And make a part in about time too about not playing the ND. It was free for all and I heard him say he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick cause you're incapable A-A-M's. Thank you, Mr. TJ Drennan. You're listening to Keep Off the Borderlands. My name's Spencer, aka Free Thrall, and I'm going to kick things off with a curious message from Mr. Colin Spike Pitt Green. Hey, Spencer, I'm just taking a break from my Sunday side hustle. Christmas is coming, and it's time to make some fudge. <laughs> I've got the anchorites keeping me entertained with podcasts. And I've probably enjoyed yours, mate. I've got to call in and say, you know, been having a blast with the Black Hack. The uh, the talk is of some big groups, but I'm I'm totally agreeing with you. I think that Dave's been handling it well, moving the spotlight round, and uh, yeah, I've got no problem with that. The only thing I would say is, don't concern yourself about the uh, DMing situation. I uh, I've got a plan that should make the logistical issues a a non-problem. So um, watch this space, but I've got to keep it quiet for now. Thank you, Colin. Oh, just a second. No one was paying attention to that, were they? No? Right, good. As you were. Yeah, don't worry. Your secret's safe with me. So, Spencer, I remembered the other thing I was going to say. You mentioned skirmish games, and you're totally right. I know you're not super familiar with them, but they are absolutely part war game, part role-playing game. Depending on the skirmish game in question will determine the amount of role-playing versus wargaming, and it varies. I've picked up a bunch of games quite recently, in fact, from a publisher who I won't mention owing to the fact that they cannot um, extend me the common courtesy of returning my emails. However, I have to confess that I I do quite like their games, which is why it irritates me that they just ignore me. But you're absolutely right, mate. And uh, in some ways, I think that's what 4th edition was. Curiouser and curiouser. More mystery there from Colin. Managing to recommend games, yet refusing to name them. And I'm not sure how to interpret the 4E comment at the end there. I don't know whether that's going to evoke a expletive-ridden rant from Joe of Hindsightless. But... uh, (laughs) I don't know whether that's a pop or what, but let's just leave that hanging. I'm not judging that comment either way. Yeah, I must confess that my understanding of what skirmish games entail 
comes directly from Barney of Loco Ludus and his appearance on the My Rules Are Better podcast by Tom Barbalet. A very interesting podcast that I urge everyone to check out. Uh, very much focused on war gaming, miniatures, skirmish games, that kind of stuff. Obviously, role playing's in there too. I delved into that having heard Barney mention it and was very pleased to find him discussing his experiences running into the odd on there. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. Hey, Jason here from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm happy to play Shivering Circle or to run it. I think you'd probably have more fun if somebody um, smarter than I ran it. But, you know, whatever. Let's get a group together, organize a group of the likely suspects. I believe Pete's interested, and I think Colin spoke up. So if Colin's in, maybe we can get Darren in there. So let's get a group together, and, you know, if nothing else, we'll pull straws to see GM. But I'm sure it'll be a great game. Talk to you later. Jason of Nerds RPG Cast. Putting yourself down again there, Jason. I'm sure you're perfectly capable of running a game like The Shivering Circle. Uh, You're certainly uh, a fan of the movies that have clearly influenced it, and you're familiar with those tropes. But it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to pull something out of the bag there. And speaking of The Shivering Circle, I have a little more to say about that. So I've been reading The Shivering Circle by Howard David Ingham. It's a folk horror role-playing game, and it's very clearly written. There's, I think it's about 60 pages long or so, but you could probably fit the rules on just a couple of pages. A lot of it is fleshed out with advice on how to create atmosphere and setting, and NPCs and examples of character builds and stuff like that. Um, What's particularly interesting about it is that the stats are much more, much more about a character's emotional abilities in the sense that they're focused on how a character feels and responds to the circumstances that they find themselves in and uh, well let's um, I'll just read off the stats Um, you've got compassion courage dignity health and hope and alongside those stats you've got a stone circle you either start with five stones nine stones or 13 stones depending on what style of game you're playing or how long you intend the game to run for recommending that you use five stones for like a one-shot session and um, these stones represent impending doom on on your character sheet you can write down a couple of things that your character is good at a couple of people that your character is attached to what drives your character what they're afraid of and what they're ashamed of and whenever you invoke one of these 
you either roll an additional dice or one die less depending on the circumstances that you find yourself in. This is like sort of pushing your luck in a way. And if you fail such a roll, you become shaken. And that means that you fill in or cross off one of the stones in the stone circle. And basically once all those stones become filled in, that's it, you're done for. Essentially, that's your final scene where you finally comprehend the full picture of what's going on. And in doing so, you meet your end. Um, What's also interesting is you can kind of trade off the stones from your stone circle. You can either spend stat points to regain one of the stones from the stone circle, or you can sacrifice a stone and add points to your stats. So there's a real interesting trade-off there. In attempting to avoid your fate, you are taking a hit from your stats and making it much more challenging for you to act in particular circumstances. Or you can improve your ability to act by tempting fate. So, uh, yeah, yeah, very interesting sort of balancing act there. Yeah, so as far as you performing actions is concerned, there's no real need to roll for anything unless you're acting under duress or there is somebody actively seeking to prevent you from doing something. Keeps things kind of light in a mechanical sense rather than, you know, thematic sense. It strikes me as being both sophisticated and very simple and transparent. Elegant is probably the right word. And it very much uses folk horror films as the structure in quite a sort of a a cyclical manner. So this is more, it's like a personal horror that you are visited by and, you know, and is essentially becomes your undoing. So we got things like um Witchfinder General, The Wicker Man, Dead Man's Shoes, Kill List, The Witch. Also cites TV shows. And um what what I found quite amusing, The League of Gentlemen. And um I would include everything those guys are involved in, like Psychoville and Inside Number Nine. There's a wealth of twisted material there to visit on the players. Um, I can see this thing going to some very, very dark places. So uh, you have been warned. Now, Barney of Loco Ludus has come up with the idea of a Hammer Horror series of games. Um, Anyone not familiar with Hammer Horror, think Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, you can throw in Vincent Price there. So kind of uh, 
quite gaudy, gruesome, over the top, little bit of camp, maybe a bit of uh, bodice ripping, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, I was looking at this shivering circle and he could certainly use it to create something like that. But this seems, I don't know, this the shivering circle seems a little more mysterious and ambiguous. And I wonder whether it might be worth going with something a little more fun, I guess, is the word I'm thinking of. Um, something like the Jack Hack, you know, um, for that sort of Victorian horror. I know there's a Cthulhu Hack. Cthulhu Dark has also been mentioned. I suggested Rats in the Walls, uh, Maze Rats Hack, which is another Cthulhu-based game. And the Shivering Circle would certainly work, but I find it invokes that sort of doom-laden horror, very unsettling, extremely dark and twisted. Oh, and I'm just going to drop in something that I intended to add to the last episode, but I completely forgot to put it in. It's just a little unboxing, or more accurately, a debagging. Uh, something I purchased due to a recent phenomenon that I am dubbing the purple worm effect. So what have I got here? Little package. I think I know what it is. Um, another one I can pin on you, Dave. Uh, now I can't get into the package now. I have to get my cutter. Here we go. Yes. Ah, just as I suspected. And I told myself I wasn't going to get this because, um, well, because I've got Troika. But just listening to Dave Aldridge talk about the way it was written, I went and got myself a copy of Dungeoneer. Not bad, certainly uh, used, but yeah, I figured, what the hell, Dungeoneer. Presented by Steve Jackson and Ian Livingston, but written by Mark Gascoigne and Pete Tamlin. So there you go. Full of great images. Never had this back in the day. And um, yeah, a bit gutted that I can't find my uh, large format Titan and out of the pit. But uh, there we are. Boom. Well, there we go. That was Keep Off the Borderlands. I've been Spencer, a.k.a. Free Thrall. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you for those messages. If you want to get in touch, 
click on the anchor link in the description or email me at spencer.gmail at no spencer <laughs> dear at spencer.freefrawl at gmail.com almost sounded slick there wasn't I and also in that description you'll find a link to TJ Drennan's Patreon the man responsible for all the music I play and if you throw him a few bucks you could also create the illusion of coherence in much the same way I have here anyway just remains for me to say remember if things get dicey just roll with it